It's Friday, March 19th. Today's episode is Zack Snyder's A Long Walk to Cleveland. It'll be twice as long and, as a bonus, twice as boring. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? I am Rudy Povich. This is A Long Walk to Cleveland. Make sure you subscribe. You know where to do it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Find me on Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. Uh, as I mentioned, Justice League. We'll talk about that in a second. Also going to get to uh, something we talked about yesterday for a little bit. The Stone Age. Did you go watch? I hope you did. That movie is excellent. I was revisiting it uh, earlier this morning, just kind of going back and finding some clips. So many good things I totally forgot about. Also, the NCAA that is this weekend uh, starting today. We'll chat about that, but let's talk about this. I'm not even going to play the DC music. We're just going straight up Marvel. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a fanboy. I enjoy some of these movies, but man, they hype the shit out of this Zack Snyder Justice League thing. I tried watching it last night. First off... It's four hours and two minutes. Who's got that kind of time? Why not break this thing up into two separate movies? Do we have to sit down and watch four hours of this? Plus, most of it we've already seen. I started watching it. I was like, I don't think I saw Justice League when it originally came out. Because I'm not a fan. I didn't like the movie, The Batman vs. Superman. And then I was like, I don't think I watched Justice League. Well, I started watching it, and I started realizing, oh, yeah, I did see this. This movie sucked. And this next movie is equally as bad, and it is twice as long. So much slow motion. So many battle scenes. So mu- It was like, let's. Cr- if you can believe it, that movie is four hours, and it feels like it's crammed. Now, I'm not going to poo-poo on Zack Snyder, because I feel like the guy is a pretty prolific filmmaker. And the guy definitely knows how to write a story, and he's, he's great with the visuals. Almost too much. They're kind of getting into that realm of like when Transformers came out where we're just going to move shit on the screen so fast you're not going to know what's going on and maybe that'll convince you this is a good movie. They were kind of getting into that realm again. But nonetheless, if you are thinking about movies this weekend, don't go, don't go with the Justice League. All right? I'm telling you. Plus, there's a lot of really good movies that are out right now that uh, would never really get the attention because I'm telling you, in the next like four months, we're going to be back to normal. And people are going to be going to the theaters once again. I pray to God they do. I like that, going to the theater. And I'm not a guy on a Friday night at 7 p.m. to go play a full freight for it, but I love a matinee. I like going out to see a film at like 11 a.m. on a Friday. Now, now I'm fortunate enough that my schedule allows for something like that. But there's also give and take because I hear a lot of people complain about like, oh, it's easy to go see a matinee when you only work four hours a day. That's bullshit because I get up at 3.30 in the morning, come and bust my ass here and still work in the afternoon doing crap for everybody else. So if I decide to take two hours out of my day, don't be friggin' pulling on my leg going, dude, what are you doing? It's a Friday. Don't you got work to do? Going to see a movie at 11? I wish I could do that. Well, feel free to wake up at 3.30 in the morning, my man. You certainly will have time for it. You'll always be in a gray fog, but you're more than welcome to. So many good things out there. Plus this new Top Gun. I was watching some trailers last night because I had to turn off Justice League. But I didn't want to like give up on my Thursday night of just drinking a couple of beers and watching something. So uh started going down the rabbit hole of trailers. That new Top Gun just looks outstanding. Man, I don't feel like 
Tom Cruise is going to, when we're all 30 years from now looking like we've aged 30 years, that guy is going to look exactly the same, is he not? I mean, kudos to him. I'm, I'm sure he wakes up every day and does a thousand sit-ups and you know, probably takes vitamins and does the regiment with the skin. But man, that dude, that dude is an action star. We love looking at him on a big giant screen, do we not? We should. Unfortunately, you're not going to see it on a big giant screen, but a very tiny, small screen in your living room is where I would suggest it. So I started going through some of these old scenes from the Stone Age, came across the trailer. We talked about this yesterday. It, it came out in 1994. It was sort of like a studio's way of getting back at uh, Dazed and Confused. I bet if you were to go back and sort of look at some of the names attached to Dazed and Confused, you would find like an executive producer or an associate producer who got booted from the project and they decided to go out and do their own thing. I found the trailer and decided to chop it up for you a little bit. Every Saturday night, all they do is the same old thing. So you got a plan tonight or what? I got a radically hellacious plan. Fit the jack just to take the edge off, get those chicks all horned dogged out. <laughs> what chicks? Hanging with the buds. Check it out, man. It's Tackmeister. Hang a loogie on it. Oh. Ah. Hey, man, I got some chicks! <laughs> you come here, you got the chicks gonna go for it because you got some Ox 45? And these are tall, man. The Stone Age. Hey, so where's your friend? What? Take a number? <laughs> <laughs> it's hot for me, man. Yeah, then you woke up. Uh. There's not a chance that fucking movie gets made nowadays. Not a chance. I mean, just the, you know, the frivolous use of the word chick would never be able to pass censors. There's no way. There were so many good things that came about it. I actually went on Twitter and found some of the old, uh, the actors that are from the movie The Stone Age. And uh, there's a guy by the name of uh, Clifton Clinton Jr., Clinton Clifton Jr.? I had it in front of me a second ago, and now I got like 30 different friggin' tabs up. But uh, this was the guy who played in the movie Tack the Cack. Friggin' Tack the Cack. Tack you cack. Once you see this movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, But uh, the guy, I was like, he played, he was so good in the movie that when I watched that film for the first time, I was like, that guy is obviously just some like skeezer pothead. You know, he's not a uh, he's not a um, trained actor. There's no way. And then you go back and you start like seeing this guy's repertoire. Yeah, Clifton Collins Jr. There we go. Come to find out, the guy is actually married to Clint Eastwood's daughter. How insane is that, huh? Never would have thought. But uh, I, I I thought this guy like as Tack in that movie. I thought he was so good and so believable. That I was like, they must have just pulled that guy off the street. No, come to find out, this guy's got quite the lineage. In fact, uh, one of the last things he did, he was on Ballers with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I went back and looked at it. I watched the entire series on HBO. Went back and watched it and was like, oh my God, how did I miss this guy? But this dude has been around. I'm kind of running down the um, some of the movies he's got recently. Stuff you might recognize. Uh, let's see here. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, he was in that. He was, he was also in like a bunch of like those, remember during the, there was like a late 2010s, 11, 12s in that area. They were doing like all the Star Trek movies. He was in all of those. Um, Super Troopers 2 he was in. Ballers, obviously. He's also done a ton of television. Like, 
I don't know, you go back and find some of these older movies from like the late 90s, and obviously guys who came out of Days and Confused, you got your Ben Afflecks, you know, you got people that have gone on and done a few things, but I don't know, like you, you watch some of these like older indie movies and go, dude, I wonder what that guy's up to these days. And then you go back and you find out like, oh, wow, man, like these guys actually have like pretty good careers, you know? They're not winning Academy Awards. They might not live in million-dollar mansions, although being married to Clint Eastwood's daughter, you probably got a pretty decent pad. But nonetheless, man, like, you've carved out a nice little living for you, you know? So I reached out to a couple of these guys, and I'm hoping that they'll get back to us. I def- I want to talk about that movie so bad, because it really did shape, basically, like, my entire teenage years. It came out in 1994, I think the first time I had rented, I was 13 and basically watched that thing off the rails until about the age of 17. And I would bring it to people and go, we got to watch this. And they would go, what? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It was me and my buddy, Mike. We watched it for the first time. And Joe in, in the, the gnarly eyeball, it was like every time we made that reference, we would laugh hysterically. And nobody knew what the hell we were talking about. And I was like, you guys got to get on board with this stuff, man. This is good stuff. I don't want to have you, you know, years from now, we sit around, we chat about this shit, and then you guys don't know what we're talking about. Please get on board. We're watching the cool stuff. Put your crap away. (laughs) Your stuff sucks. Ours is amazing. So, I don't know. I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks these guys are going to reach out and uh, and see what up. Because I'd love to sit and chat with these guys about it, man. I really would. There's just like some of these movies that, you know, I was fortunate enough to to have a, a friend of mine who knew my love of the movie Clerks. When uh, Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran, who played Randall and Dante from Clerks, were kind of making the rounds in radio stations, one of them had the forethought to grab a poster, have them sign it, shipped it to me. It's been hanging in my living room now for the last 20 years. I loved that movie. And those guys, to have an opportunity to sit down with like a Jeff Anderson and just talk about some of these things that you loved when you were growing up, I think that's what makes Stan Lee... Not to bring it back to comics again, but I think that's what makes him so affable and so lovable. Is that even well into like his his later years, he would sit down and just talk about you know old issues of Spider Man with people. You you get an attachment to these things, and you have so many questions. You'd love to know like what their thought process was when they were putting out this scene, or why they wrote this movie, or think about some of the musicians. Dude, I'm telling you, a 14-year-old, super, you know, insecure, kind of fat Rudy would love to sit down and talk to Richard Marks and talk about right here waiting for you. All right, now we got to find that song. Because that song, I can't tell you how many times I thought, oh, you know what you got to do? If you really want to get the eye of the gal who's sitting across from you in math class, you need to bust out some Richard Marks. Because I'll guarantee that they are fans. Is this it? Oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Oh, man. Richard Marks, dude, that hair. Mary da- to Daisy Fuentes now, too. If I see you next oh, never, listen to that. How can we you can hear the big hair. Melissa! 
Jessica number two. Oh, man, that song is so good. But I would love to have a conversation with that guy and just go, dude, let's chat. First off, love the hair. Your wife was basically that in that whole like MTV 2002 to like 2000 or, nine, or not, not 2002, 1992 to 1997. Like that was my prime watching. Daisy Fuentes, super easy on the eyes and then also really intelligent. I think she did like a bunch of newscasts in, in uh, Southern California for a long time. I mean, you got to be high up on the list to be able to land a dude like Richard Marks. That guy ain't no slouch. <laughs> I'm a big fan, obviously. I'm really hoping that this, uh, this Stone Age thing will come back around, man. And I really feel if you are listening to this podcast that you should at some point definitely check it out. I'll fi- you know what? Hell with it. This weekend, I'm firing up the Stone Age. I got to check to make sure that this thing is not a uh, big steaming piece of shit, and I'm telling you guys to go and watch it, and it actually sucks. I can't imagine that it would be. But, uh, yeah, we'll come back, report on on Monday. And then I swear to God, for a while, until we actually get a couple of these guys from the movie, we'll stop talking about it. Um, I know it's the NBA theme, but let's talk about it, huh? This weekend, starting today, you got the uh, NCAA basketball tournament. March Madness finally kicking off. I was supposed to be in San Francisco last year. Ford had to cancel, came back. And um, uh, this year, just going to kind of kick it probably out on my my brother-in-law's deck. Pull the TV outside and watch. Um, Usually, I do a ton of research on this thing. In the last couple of years, only because we've had some people in the building. They're not basketball fans. They know nothing of the sport. They basically just choose on, like, what their favorite of the two teams playing, what their favorite mascot is. You know, if it's like a panther taking on a bird... They're like, I'm not really a panther guy. I'm kind of more of a bird guy. So then they they take the bird, you know. And that's how they win. There's no strategy to it at all. It's just luck of the draw. Then you're out 50 bucks. So I just stopped doing it. Uh, Just kind of play with the friends a little bit for my NCAA bracket because it's too much work, man. My brain can't do it anymore. I'm done. But uh, just decided to uh, do the Final Four, and I took Ohio State. That's going to be the team I... I'm hoping that this one little tiny silver lining throughout the year would be that if I could actually do well in a bracket. Ohio State, I mean, I've, I've watched them the last couple of games, watching that Big Ten tournament. Not a, I don't really know a lot of the players. My brain cannot, like, it, it can't retain names for some reason. But I'm a big fan of, uh, of sitting around and drinking beers. I can do that with people. No problem. So, yeah, probably going to start uh, watching the games this afternoon for a little while. 16 games today, 16 games tomorrow, and then, what is it, 8 on eight on Sunday, 8 on Monday, I think it is. I think I heard that right. But, uh, yeah, uh, nonetheless, uh, definitely going to be sitting around drinking some beers. Ohio State, I think we should, man, I should have done a bracket for this show. Because we did it with a bunch of friends, and I know a lot of times people put them up, but it's just fun to kind of play. So, best of luck. If you don't know who to take, why don't you go ahead and take Ohio State? I mean, they got an equally as good a chance as anybody else. Well, probably not everybody, but nonetheless. <laughs> All right. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Find me on Instagram. It's Rudy underscore Povich. Have yourselves a great week. We'll be back on Monday. And once again, thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs>
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.